You are now about to enter. Now, now, now about to enter. Victoria Stowell's Positively Podcast. Entered. Entered. Now. Featuring world-renowned dog trainer and host of Animal Planets, it's me or the dog, Victoria Stillwell. Now, here's Victoria Stillwell and her co-host, Holly Furfer. You're listening to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer. We're glad you found us for the fifth installment. These are kind of fun, aren't they? They are fun. I love it. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. This is very exciting. I, even more exciting than the Queen of England coming to sit with us. We've got Alex in the house. Hey, Alex. Hi. <laughs> Who are you, Alex? People go, wait a minute. Who's Alex? Who are you? I'm a kid. <laughs> How old is a kid? Six, seven, eight, or nine, or ten, or eleven, or twelve, or... How old are you? I'm six. You're six. And um, who is your mom? Victoria. <laughs> Victoria. And uh, do you know what your mom does? Dog training. And what else? TV show. And uh, are you... A good dog trainer, too? Do you watch your mom and learn a lot from your mom? Um, I don't watch her a lot, but I'm good, a good dog trainer. And do you have a dog? Yes. Who's your dog? Sadie. Tell me about Sadie. She licks a lot. She sniffs bottoms a lot. She sniffs bottoms a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of Sadie's things. She's very right, Alex. You are very right. Sadie does have a... Oh, and she scratches her back on the grass. Yeah. Ew! And she um scratches her bottom sometimes. Yes. Well, now we're giving away family secrets. No, well, Sadie has this poncho. She likes to greet people in a most embarrassing way, mm-hmm. which we've been working on, haven't we? Yeah. And then she's also... We've got this... The front of our front yard goes is a hill. Mm-hmm. And so Sadie likes to start at the top on her back. And then she wiggles her way down the hill on her back until she gets to the bottom, doesn't she? Yeah. That must look funny. It is. So you're at camp right now. Here we are at summer break. Uh-huh. And what kind of camp are you going to? I'm going to uh, nature camp. Very nice. And you also went to a different camp. You went to a theater camp, right? A pause for kids camp. Well, what did you do there? Yeah. What did you perform? What did we perform? Wizard of Oz and Wiz. So, you, do you like to sing, dance? Do you like to direct? What is your specialty? Sing and dance. Very nice. And, you know, who else in your family sings and dances? My mom and my dad. That's right. Did you know that? <laughs> do you know how they met? Well, you're going to have to listen because later we're going to talk about how they met. How about that? You might learn something. Sorry? Kay. Am I the proudest mother in the world? (laughs) I am. So are you always good? You never cause your mom and dad any trouble, right? Well, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) The truth is told. Well, we're so glad you came by. Are you going to hang out with us? 
I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, here's the big question. So you like to sing and dance like your mom and dad, and your mom's a dog trainer, and she's on TV, and your dad does all kinds of business-type things. So what are you going to do when you are not a kid anymore? I am going to have ten jobs. And ten jobs? <laughs> and what what are those jobs? What's What are some of them? Vet. Mm-hmm. Um, ballet teacher, applause teacher, mm-hmm. um, and the rest is to be determined. Weren't you got it? Wasn't dog trainer in there somewhere? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> what, is it, Dave is. is, is uh, are you shaking your head or you're nodding your head? <laughs> Well, well, it's it's definitely she loves it. she loves animals. She's a big, big animal lover. So oh, that's great. I love every animal. That's every great. Every amphibian, every reptile, and every everything. Every that's fantastic. Animal. You'll be a great trainer and vet. I will bring my, all my dogs and cats and fish and birds and spiders to you. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You can actually spider. I bet you're gonna. Well, tarantulas are kind of furry. They're like little, right? You don't like spiders. How are you going to run a zoo if you don't like spiders? Dave, our engineer, thinks that you are going to be in charge of a zoo. Do you think that's a cool job? Okay. (laughs) Okay, so we will keep everyone posted on what you're doing on um, the podcast, okay? So we'll let people know when you've gotten your sixth and seventh degree. Okay. (laughs) By then, we'll be about 99, won't we? Don't tell anybody your mother's age <laughs> on air. No? My mom's age is 40. No! <laughs> don't say that! We're going to have to beep that out. <laughs> Thank you, my lovely... All right, mother. Alex, I think you just so got the much. boot on that one. <laughs> Do you know what? You really, like... Kids will say the darndest things 40 years old. I don't know where you came up with that. I'm well, still a very young spring, springly. No, yeah. I'm still very young. Since I'm what? only 28, let yeah, me know yeah, how it's yeah. like. <laughs> and, you are uh, naughty, a funny fish. And, uh, I'm not a funny fish. You are a funny fish. <laughs> and, um, um, all right, so that's good. Alex is spending the summer here in camp. She's running around, and you are in New York City, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm in New York City. She comes up and, um, and visits, and I come back as much as possible. Um, Obviously, I, I, again, you know, it's it's tough being away from her, and she is the, just a, a beautiful child, and I'm very, very blessed. She is amazing. Everybody I know, including my husband, wants to adopt her and <laughs> raise her as his own. And I know that you're so busy. Um, besides shooting, it's Mir the dog, and besides so much charity work that you do, you also. Um, are working with a lot of trainers, and that's really important to you. And I, and I love the idea of it, and you've got another evaluation day coming up, so you're busy with that. Yeah, the VSPDT training, um, we're having trainers join me in training underneath the Positively brand so that if you go onto my website mm-hmm. and you want to try and find a trainer in your area, go and g- click on the Find a Trainer part of the website and you'll be able to see if there is a VSPD trainer in your area and all of these trainers have been handpicked by me and all of these trainers are positive reinforcement trainers that's the only website that you can go to where you can be assured 
that this is a positive reinforcement trainer. So the evaluation days with people who want to become trainers, because we don't just take anybody, mm -hmm. you have to have had a lot of experience. These evaluation days is when trainers come from all over the country and they hang out with me, we talk dogs, we work with rescue dogs. And basically we evaluate, I evaluate them to see if they can become part of the VSPDT training association. So they're vetted. So when you're looking for a trainer, you know exactly the kind of training. When you yeah. say they're... Uh, positive reinforcement. What is the alternative? There are other kinds of trainers, but uh, not so much agreeable. Yeah, we don't use uh, any forms of harsh punishment. We don't use old styles of dominance theory, no choke chains, no prong collars. Um, we don't believe in uh, screaming at or hitting or um, uh, doing anything that could cause a dog to fear you. Mm -hmm. Positive re reinforcement is all about building a bond between dog and owner that's based on on trust and loyalty rather than fear which is the old style dominance training and there are still a lot of old style traditional dominance trainers out there mm -hmm. um, and they can do a lot of damage to your dog so you know anybody who comes and and trains with one of my vspdt trainers are uh, know that they're going to get real value for money and somebody who really understands and is going to be kind to their dog and if people want to find out if there's one in the area, it's on your website, Positively.com. Yes. You can look it up and find out if there's a trainer in your area. And if you have any questions, you can also email Victoria uh, at podcast at Positively.com if you're looking for a trainer in the area or if you're in a trainer and want to get a, to be a, become a part of this program. Yes. And we're building. We, 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 we launched this program a couple of months ago, so we're building it up um, very slowly and uh, we've we've had a, a hundreds and hundreds of applications so it takes a while to get through all the applicants. Something else I wanted to talk about very timely and, and as the entire country has been glued to news on the Gulf oil spill. Uh, lots going on there and I know I have some questions for you because uh, you know we're finding out yes they're seeing tar balls on beaches uh, they're worried about the water but a big question and a big concern is wildlife and I know this is sort of out of your arena but I know that you're very active in all kinds of animal charities and anything to do with animals. And I know that uh, there are a lot of people in that area and around the country that are tr trying to do their part in saving marine life and animal life there. Yeah, there's, there's an organization called PATH, um, People Protecting Animals in Their Habitats. And you can find out um, about the organization by going to www.ppath.org. And, um, or I should say PATH because we're mm -hmm. here in the United States. Um, <laughs> but um, they're an organization that have gone down, relocated to the Gulf, and are helping the clean up the environment there and helping the animals there. And so they desperately need donations. They desperately need volunteers to go and help. So if you want to find uh, out more about it, go to their website. And I'm donating some um, training to them, donating product and books mm -hmm. to them for a silent auction where they can raise money. That's terrific. And uh, one last thing I wanted to sort of catch up with you about was the um, American Vet Conference. Yeah. And w I didn't even know they had a, a conference. What do they do? Yeah, this is a conference where the American Veterinary Association comes together um, to talk about, obviously, new developments in, uh, in medical science um, and for veterinarians to get together and network and uh, and, and this is a conference that goes over a couple of days, which uh, I have um, will be attending. Um, 
it's very important that trainers work alongside veterinarians mm -hmm. because veterinarians are so busy they don't have time unless they're veterinary behaviorists they don't have time to be able to dispense behavioral advice mm. so they they rely on trainers like myself to be able to take care of that part of it and so I think it's really important that all trainers have a good relationship with the veterinarians in their community so I think it's also a great conference for trainers to go to to build relationships with veterinarians so you're taking care of, of, of all sides of your dogs right. the medical uh, the physical and the mental I love that. And, you know, and, and it's a good thing because I know in my life before I met you, any question I had, I would ask my vet. And especially since um, one of the dogs that I adopted was a pit bull mix. And, you know, she had some behavioral issues. She was chewing my house quite a bit and my things. And uh, before I met you, I would say to my vet, who I love dearly, and he would say, I don't know, you know, and refer me to a trainer. And that's great that I had that you know it, that referral um and for the record the pit bull's not chewing anything anymore and i know people you have had a pit bull but and and we so much hear about pit bulls and there's a story that i wanted to talk about which i love because so many times you hear about negative things associated with pit bulls but there was a great story not too long ago where a pit bull was a uh, a member of a family, a couple and a young baby, I think it was a newborn, and the house was on fire. In the middle of the night, the pit bull wakes up the parents. They were sleeping through it, smoke. I guess the smoke alarms were going off or not, I don't know, but woke them up. They went to look for the baby. They couldn't find the baby. The baby was in a bassinet at the base of their bed, walked out into the main room and saw the dog. The pit bull had dragged the bassinet to the front door and was saying, come on, open it up. we got to get the baby out of here. we got to be safe. That is an amazing story to me that just seems instinct. And people would be surprised, I think, that it's a pit bull. Well, pit bulls are known as the nanny dogs. Because really? they're known as the nanny dogs because they are, you know, for the most part, so good with people and so good with children. And um, so that doesn't surprise me. That story doesn't surprise me. Unfortunately, in the media, all we hear is the negative part, is the, the pit bulls that have mauled, the pit bulls that have killed, the pit bulls that have bitten. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the pit bull. Me too. And I think it's a much misunderstood and much maligned breed. I am very anti-BSL, which is breed-specific legislation, and that's happening in all different kinds of countries where certain areas, towns, countries, cities, apartment buildings are banning the breed. The breed has a certain reputation, mm -hmm. and I think you've experienced this, haven't you, Holly? Mm -hmm. When, when, because you, because obviously cashmere is a pit mix, mm -hmm. and you've experienced some BSL yourself yep. with cashmere. Absolutely. We, I was uh, in Cobb County, where I live. They had had they passed legislation um, in a park. If you had a pit bull, or you had a Rottweiler, I think it was, um, that you had to have a muzzle on your dog at the dog park. Now, anybody who knows my dog, she's actually a bully pit, an American bulldog pit mix. My dog is in it, what they call an omega dog. My dog will come up to you and lick you and show you her belly, which is the most vulnerable position to be in. She has never bitten anybody, and she, I mean, she is probably one of the meekest, sweetest dogs. I've got a hound dog who can be more aggressive than my pit bull. And the people in Cobb County were upset because there are a lot of people who have those breeds, and they were able to overturn it. So now you do not have to muzzle your dog, which I think is terrific because people look at my dog and say, oh, it's a dangerous dog, look at that jaw. And then when they see her, they think, well, she's just like a pussy cat. Yeah, and I think, again, uh, the, the, the pit bull, you know, the people have said that pit bulls, 
they have this certain contraption in their jaws that gives them lock jaw so when they bite down they don't look, let go and their jaw is especially designed for that and also you know they don't feel pain well it's absolutely nonsense right the 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 jaw is 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 the same as is any kind of dog um there's no different kind of mechanism in it to, to make it lock. It's just that pit bulls are gamey. They're bred to be gamey. And gamey means that you go through the pain. If somebody's inflicting pain on you, you go through the pain. You keep, keep going. Um, that's, that's like an why, athlete. Yes, exactly. And it, it's, it's very, very sad that there's no doubt about it. Pit bulls can be very, very impulsive. Mm -hmm. All kinds of bully breeds are very impulsive. Mm -hmm. That's why they're so good at doing what they were originally bred to do. But the the fact that man himself has really caused the pit bull to have such a bad reputation because of the way that they've been bred. And so that there are pit bulls out there that, yes, that, that are dangerous, that are very dog aggressive, that you do have to be careful at. But when we're talking about breed-specific legislation, what, are we going to go f to um, the German Shepherds next? Are we going to the Pointers? And Golden Retrievers have the biggest bite um, Statistic, statistics, yeah. certainly in Britain. So are we going to muzzle them too? Where is it going to stop? Breed-specific legislation looks at the wrong end of the leash. We need to be looking at the person. Absolutely. Responsibility lies with the owner. There need to be tougher laws enabled to prosecute owners who do not take responsibility over their dogs. Yes, they're powerful breeds, but they cannot be blamed for their behavior. The owner must be at all times. Same thing if your dog was digging excessively. It's the owner who's allowing them to dig. They don't curb that behavior. And i got to tell you, I've been bitten more by a schnauzer. When I was growing up, our friends had schnauzers. I love schnauzers. They're sweet dogs, but I, to this day, still cringe because they used to bite all the time, anybody and everybody. And I think that, you know, scared me as a child. I'm more scared of a schnauzer than I am a pit bull. Yeah, and obviously, chihuahuas, the smallest right? dogs, yes, they do. They are small, but they have very, mm -hmm. very powerful, sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. And so are they going to be able to do as much damage in one bite as a pit? No, maybe not. But, you know, they, they can be vicious little animals. If you're a child, it can do as much damage right as a scale. Right, and children are most likely to be bitten in their faces. So I think we really need to, uh, to, to come to the table, and I think people have really got to try and understand the pit bull and these powerful breeds before they start banning them in parks and apartment buildings and cities and towns. And, 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 and let's get where, where, the, where it really lies with the, with the people. And, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what people think. Um, why don't you email us? If you've got an opinion or a thought on this or even a question, podcast at positively.com, because I know there's a, there's a lot of discussion out there and there's people who are on both sides of the coin. I would love to hear everyone's thoughts, as I'm sure you would as well. And you deal a lot with pit bulls on It's Me or the Dog, the show that you do, training behaviors. I know our dog was chewing. It, she was no danger to anything but a, a leather ottoman. But um, And if you want to follow what you're doing and if you're dealing with pit bulls or even labs or chihuahuas and there's issues, you can uh, go on Victoria's Facebook page, facebook.com slash Victoria Stillwell, and you Twitter. Um, it's me or the dog is who we need to follow to find that out. I'd like to know what I'm dealing with here. You don't want to know. I'm very confused. I don't know. Did you know that a dog can hear sounds 250 yards away that most people can't hear beyond 25 yards? You're back with Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer, and it's time for Animal 
Academy, where we all realize we don't know as much as we thought we did. Here we go again. This is great, though, because in trivia, we're going to kill it. <laughs> all right. Now, well, look, okay, so I've got a couple of easy ones. Oh, yeah. what are we talking about? What's the topic? We're, we're, Let's see how easy. We're talking about dog breeds. This is the second half okay. of the dog breed quiz. And my answer will not just be Basenji or Lab. <laughs> no, I got no, no, no. We've done all the Basenji <laughs> questions. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, question number one. What is the name of the most prestigious dog show in Britain? Oh, and I do know this, and I can't think of it. It's not, um, It begins with a C. And it's the name of a town, right? No. no. Okay, then I have no idea. Crafts. Oh. Yes. Crafts is the biggest dog show in the world. Is it I, someone's name? Um, it actually, oh gosh, and I knew you'd ask me this, oh, but I haven't prepared. <laughs> yes, it was the man who organized the first the first dog show, the first big oh, international dog show, and it is his name. And I'm really sorry that I don't know it now. Next podcast, I will have Well, his name. name is Mr. Craft. Right, it is Mr. Craft. There you go, that right was it. In. You were right. So, you know, you know, in these quizzes, you can get me right back, because if I haven't done all my research, you can totally Oh my gosh, me. newsflash, Victoria okay. Stillwell no, is human. It's somebody Craft, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's the, it's the biggest dog show in Britain. It's a fantastic dog show. Um... And, uh, and and it's so much more than a dog show because I'm not the greatest fan of showing dogs, I have mm-hmm. to say. And but it, this has a whole, you can learn about different breeds. Mm-hmm. There's agility. There's all kinds of dog sports. There's stuff for kids to do. It's a, it's 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 the biggest dog show in the world. I've been to dog shows all over. Um, there's some here in Atlanta. They have some fun dog shows. And I like to go just, A, because I see dogs that I've never seen before. And there was one kind of terrier that they had shaved to look like a lamb. Um, I can't remember the name of it's it. It's a Bedlington terrier. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It feels mm-hmm. as soft as a bath rug. I want one just to pet it. But what's really cool is that in these dog shows, the, the trainers and the owners are so great. They'll let you pet their dogs and interact with the dogs. And I've learned so much about dogs. And it's a gr- it's great to bring kids so that they can have exposure to dogs if they've never been up close and I fell in love with a Bedlington Terrier. Yeah. Yeah. There was and one that even looked like Polly Shore, I swear to God. Polly Shore? Yeah, you know, with oh. the hair that kind of is long. I oh, think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. And you know what? Yeah, yeah. I think I have some pictures. I will email some pictures. We can put them up on the website because I will show you what this Bedlington Terrier looks like. Okay. He looks like a lamb. And I'll show you the Polly Shore. And you can tell me if you think it's Polly Shore or okay. someone else. Okay. David Spade. Um, now, my husband has rescued me. He just went online. Oh. Charles Cruft. There you works go. as general manager for dog biscuit manufacturer, traveling oh. to dog shows both in the United Kingdom and internationally, which allowed him to establish contacts and understand the need for higher standards for dog shows. So in 1886, wow. Kraft's first dog show, which was billed as the first great terrier show, 57 classes, 600 entries. Now, do you wow. know how many entries that they have now? How Around 25,000 <sighs> entries. So you can see what I'm talking about. Wow. It is, it's, it's, uh, and it always happens in March. So if you can Once go in your Britain and you, uh, if you're in Britain, go, uh, you're going to learn a lot. Uh, I'm still um, on a road trip. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> hey, what about this February? Because what is the biggest American dog show? Oh, the big one out in uh, New York. Yep. Westminster. Yes. That's in February. <gasps> 
So do the ones that win Westminster, do they then compete in the craft? No, not necessarily. Oh. They can yeah. because you have to win a certain amount, uh, amount of championship titles to be able to go to crafts. Oh. And so a lot of international dogs do go to crafts. Um, but no, and Westminster is a lot smaller. It takes place yeah. in Madison Square Gardens. But you can still go there and yeah. learn a whole load about dog breeds, meet a load of dogs. It's, it's, it's a fascinating place. And like I said, these local ones, everyone has them mm-hmm. in different towns. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. They're tiny, but they're so approachable. Yeah. Okay. Okay, the last question. Where did the first dog shows take place? I have no idea because if the craft one was... Is it Croft or Croft? Craft? Croft. With an A? C-R-U-F-T-S. Oh, Croft. Croft. I can... <laughs> sorry. Wrong dog show. Croft. Um, if that was in the 1800s, I have no... Well, I'm going to say it's got it's got to be England because you come yeah. from there and the Queen always had dogs. So I'm going to say somewhere in England. So, well, yes. And I have to say, it's a bit of a trick question because they took place all over England. Uh-huh. There were certain pubs, you know, we have pubs in England, public pub? houses. A pub, an inn, a tavern, yeah. where you can go and, and, and drink and hang out. Um, big social scene. And people would bring their sporting dogs, their oh. sporting breeds, to these pubs and they would be admired. And finally, people began to show them in competitions. So the first dog show venues were public houses. Wow. And I guess that's when they allowed dogs in bars. They do. They do allow dogs in bars. Most bars you can have you can have dogs in. And they still do that in Europe. You can still bring a dog. They don't have health codes like we do. No. No. Okay, last one. Okay. The state dog of North Carolina is what? I'm gonna go with the Oh, I almost said I'm going to go with the Tennessee Walker. <laughs> I see I'm sorely mistaken. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's got to be some kind of a sporting breed dog because ducks, they're near the coast, South Carolina. Let's go with the Border Collie. Uh, the Plot Hound. The what? The Plot Hound. <laughs> Can you spell that? The Plot. P-L-O-T-T. Hound. Oh, well, I was right with the sporting dog hound. Well, yeah, yeah. What kind of a hound? I've well, never heard of that hound. It's, it's developed by a German immigrant, Jonathan Plott, around 1750 to hunt wild boar and other animals. And it was a fierce hunter. Now, you see, obviously, I don't, I don't know what um, each state dog is. So I, was, I, I didn't even... It's quite interesting to... to look this up. I didn't know that each state had a dog. I know they have a bird and a flower... Well, Some there of them you have go trees. Now. now, in fact, let's do, we're going to do more questions of this in future podcasts. Okay. But the plot hound is the state dog of North Carolina. There you go. Oh, and look, Dave. Oh, he's cute. You got to. Oh, can we put a picture but of him? He looks on your... a little bit like Barnsley. He does, which is one of the reasons why oh. I asked the question. Yeah, I never really thought hound dogs were cute. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Until I got my black and tan coon hound, and I just I I'm in love with hound dogs. Mm-hmm. Can we put a picture of him on your podcast so people can see what he looks like? He's yeah. cute. Yeah. They're very, very hound. cute. But they were fierce hunters. I mean, you've got to be if you're going to tackle a wild boar. And now you know. Hey, if you have questions for Victoria, you can always email us. Um, there's a, a button on the podcast page that says Ask Victoria, not just about breeds, but about anything you want to know about dogs. Um, or you can even call us, 404-946-8089, and uh, you can ask your question, and we'll get to that question. Look at Dave, our non-dog guy here, is like pulling up all kinds of pictures. Dave, do you like him? You want a dog? No. All right. There you have it. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Well, that sounds interesting. A U.S. Customs Labrador named Snag has made 118 drug seizures worth a canine record $810 million. 
You're listening to VictoriaStillwellsPositively.com slash podcasts. I love that website. Um, and if you are not following Victoria on Facebook, by the way, Facebook.com slash VictoriaStillwell. And uh, I want to know more about Victoria. And here's something that we sort of learned about a little bit with your daughter, Alex, who we heard from earlier. And she's well up on how you met your husband, Van. It was a long, long, long time ago because I'm so old. Right. So we've since learned. I'm so old. And here's the worst part. Well, I'm not even going to say it, um, that I'm older than you. But um, (laughs) let's uh, hear the story because I love these stories. How did you meet Van? I was an actress for a very long time. That's how I got started. And it was my survival job was dog walking, dog sitting. And then that's how I got into training. Meaning survival, meaning in between shows. Yeah, in between shows, in between jobs. Because as an actor, you know you're going to be unemployed for a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. especially when you're starting out. What kind of an actor, what kind of shows were you doing? um, I was doing everything from musicals, because I'm a singer too. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not a professional dancer, but I can dance. We know that your mom was a professional. Yes, yes she was. great pictures on the website. I think it was episode two. Yes, it was, where we discussed about her 1957 And appearance. if you click on episode two, you can see her photos on there, which is yep. really cool. Yeah, um, And so uh, I was cast in a musical. I had been out of drama school for two years, and I was cast in a musical, Buddy the Buddy Holly Story, which is one of the wrong- longest-running musicals in, in Britain and the West End. It ran for about 14 years. It just ran here in Atlanta. Uh, briefly at the 14th Street Playhouse it still goes oh it did mm-hmm. okay yeah there, there are various productions of it we actually did we did a 15 month tour of Britain we did the West End for a year that's where we got married and we did a 10 month tour of the United States wow so Buddy Holly is a brilliant brilliant show and they they cast it's difficult to find the guy to play Buddy Holly mm-hmm. because he's got to be able to kind of look like him sing play and act well mm-hmm. so they do the search everywhere and there are numerous companies that do the Buddy Holly story but they came out to audition in Australia they came out to New York City to audition and to into South Africa to find the guy to play Buddy Holly and they found him and it was my husband <laughs> but I didn't know <laughs> I at didn't the time I didn't know he played Buddy Holly he played Buddy Holly and very impressive he so I was cast as Buddy Holly's wife well isn't that a good there was fate playing in that there was one, fate there? playing yeah and so we met the first day of rehearsal where the director does the welcome and hello and it's going to be all fantastic and tells us what, what we're going to expect in the next three weeks of rehearsals. And there was a space that I needed to sit down and there was a space next to the guy that I knew was playing Buddy Holly. So I thought I'd go introduce myself. And I go sit next to him, and he says, oh, hi, I'm Van, I'm playing Buddy. And I went, hey, I'm Vicky, I'm your wife. Oh, that was like an ominous foreshadowing. Wasn't was it? that the very first thing I said to him was, I'm your wife, because, of course, I was playing his wife in the show. So uh-huh. I was trying to be funny. That's not that funny. <laughs> but I was trying to, try, trying to make conversation. And two years later, we were married. Okay, wait, wait, let's back up here, though. So when you sat down and you saw him, did you go, oh, yeah. I get to play his wife, or do you sit down and go, all right, I'll just introduce no, myself? No, I thought, I did think, yeah, I, I, I get to play his wife, and of course we have to kiss in the show, so I'm sort of excited <laughs> about that. Um, but no, I mean, at first day, you're, you're nervous, and you're there, you're meeting the, the big producers and the directors and all your fellow actors that you're going to be on tour with for 15 months. So when was it love? 
or well, lost, <laughs> lost. It was lost for, for quite a quite a time to begin with. Um, but I would say I I started to fall in love with him within three months, and I knew I wanted to marry him within three months of meeting him. So was it just sort of like a, because you spent so much time together, or was it like when was the moment that you went? This guy I like more than just as my well, theater husband. Well, I think because you know it, it is strange. We were on tour together, mm-hmm. and so you're 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 living, you're touring, you're or living in sin, as your mother would say. Uh, my husband's here in the room, um, but you know you're you're living with your fellow actors, you're you're working with them. So it was a bit of a strange situation where we were just thrown into this together. Um, we had to try and find a happy medium of work and um, and hanging out, but. I think for me it was three months that I knew I wanted to marry him. For him it was a little longer, about six months. And then a year after meeting him he proposed. And then a year later we were married. Okay, since you let the cat out of the bag and Van is here. Let, come here, Van. Let's hear what you... I want to hear his side. <laughs> we have the whole the whole Stillwell slash Zyler family here. You better say nice things. Uh, <laughs> I to defend okay. myself in person now. This is Van, Victoria's husband here on uh, victoriaspositively.com slash podcasts. <laughs> um, so what's your side of the story? Let's hear your. So you, you're sitting there meeting the directors, the producers, and there's an empty seat next to you and... Well, I was sitting down. She came to me, and she she sat next to me in between the little bandstand things. And uh, the the main part, I remember her saying that she was my wife. Uh, So what goes through your mind? Well, I didn't. First of all, I didn't think it was a joke because I guess I didn't think it was that funny. I thought you were just sort of being honest about what role you were playing. So (laughs) so I didn't see the humor in it. Um, But secondly, all I remember is that she um, she told me a few months later that the main thing that really stuck out in her mind about that first meeting was my hairy arms. Oh. <laughs> he happens to have quite hairy arms, which well actually was quite attractive for some reason. Weird. Not that I'm into that. Well, you're a dog trainer. I mean, not like that, but I'm saying furry friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that came out wrong. I, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, but what was your initial impression then when she sat down? Were they these sideways glances like, all right, let me check out who's playing my she wife? She was definitely a little hottie. And I, but here I am. <laughs> I'm the lone yank in a, mm. in a cast and crew full of a bunch of British people. And I'm trying to, you know, figure out trying you know, to cool. what's going on, where I'm supposed to be living that night, because the production company didn't really help me out in that regard. So, and and uh, and not to mention, this is the biggest gig of my life as mm-hmm. an actor. So, and I've got this thing on my plate where I have to learn this honking huge role, how to, you know, and I could play the stuff well and I could sing it pretty well, but I had to learn, you know, yeah. 18 songs and a huge script and a bunch of silly little dancey things and stuff. <laughs> and, and I had my hands full. So the last thing I was looking for was a girlfriend. But, hmm. you know, it all sort of fell in place. And uh, So when, what was the moment when you thought she's more than just the girl who plays my wife in the show? We had it all squared away until about two weeks before I was set to propose. And I had gone and I'd made all these little furtive trips to the Gold Depot. But wait, wait, no. Back up. Hang on. We'll get to that. Yeah. But the moment she said it was about three months in where she thought, I'm really going to like this guy. When was it Here's free? the problem. Okay. She, she had problem. just come out of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and so I, I was not really in in a place to begin to uh, to to find. <laughs> she's making I love that they're making. Like there's, I wish you could all see this. Someday we're we going to put this on video because yeah, there's like the podcast. things that are never said, and there's a lot going on. Look, all right, Alex, come join us here. Come here. You want to? Did you know the story? I don't think she does know this. The, when the, mommy wore a pink dress on the stage and did lots of dancing, and daddy <laughs> played the guitar and sang. 
Mom used to say she looked like a, I don't even know what this word means, but a pink melange. Blumage. Blumage. I don't know what that is. It's a British pudding. It's a fruit, the horrible sugary pudding. I'm looking at Alex and she might need therapy. Um, (laughs) So so then, okay, so it's about two weeks before you're going to propose. Let's back up to, I heard gold in there. So I had this ring all set and everything and I I thought, okay, and I'm good to go. I'm I'm good to like make this decision. And then we had the mother of all premarital arguments about her saying this isn't going anywhere when are we gonna um when are we gonna actually take the next step what's gonna happen and i was like you know what i have this ring i spent a lot of I, I, you know what last thing i want to do right now is go give you this ring but we got through that so can i just say but you, you, you told her you had the ring no but oh. she was at, she was you know it was that age old i was playing golf a couple of weeks ago with some guy and he and he had the same deal he was going to propose that night but the day before the wife's the the fiance or the girlfriend was getting all mad like you're not ever going to propose we're never going to get married too long right. yes you took too long <laughs> here now listen can i just tell you yes. because this you we are supposed to be talking about dogs Right, yeah, yeah, we've got the whole family around this one microphone. <laughs> I know, I need a the picture. The proposal day, the proposal day when my whole family knew that they were going to propose, that Van was going to propose uh-huh. to me. My sister had a dog, a terrier, uh-huh. that suddenly disappeared from our backyard, and we heard screaming in our neighborhood's yard. Wait, you got to explain. The whole family knew that I was going to propose. So they were all gathered together. Vic's mom and dad yeah. and and sister all knew. Mm-hmm. And the plan was for me to like sneak her out to her favorite place on Wimbledon Common. They lived in Wimbledon mm-hmm. and the tennis and all that. So I was going to take her there and that's where I was going to propose. Meanwhile, we're there with the family. The dog goes missing. <gasps> Terrible streaks. Pretty crazy about where's the dog. Uh, the, where's the dog? The neighbor, the neighbor is shrieking. We run out the backyard, <laughs> my father, my sister, and myself, to find the neighbor strangling <gasps> the the terrier because the terrier has just eaten the neighbor's rabbit. <gasps> now, oh, how's dear. that for a romantic <laughs> proposal <laughs> evening? And by the way, do you want to get hitched? But see now, look. Did you see exactly? Do you see though all the foreshadowing in this? There's a dog. Yeah. There's a misbehaving Strangling. dog. <laughs> yes. There's. You see all this? It was meant to be. Yeah. All right. And for the record, while you guys were talking, I took a picture on my cell phone, which we are going to upload, so you can see Vic and Van and Alex and the whole family. So if you go to the website, positively dot com slash podcasts. Click on episode 105. This is it. And there will be a picture of everybody and uh, how it all worked out. Have you ever seen this before? No. I mean, yes, I've seen it before, but it's not mine. All right. We are running out of time. So we unfortunately have to end this episode of Victoria Stillwell's Positively.com podcast. Um, And I want to let people know, though, also that um, you can follow Victoria on Facebook. Uh, It's facebook.com slash Victoria Stillwell, or even on Twitter. You're Twittering from New York City. It's me or the dog. And they can also uh, call us or email us any questions. Um, There's an Ask Victoria button on the podcast page, and the phone number's there as well, 404-946-8080. Eight, nine. And here's something interesting, too. I don't know if you know this, but um, if you are not by a computer and you're traveling, you can download these podcasts from iTunes. And I know that my mom and dad have done that. They have uh, downloaded it on an iPod, and they, try, they drive up to Wisconsin. They're in Chicago, and they'll actually listen to it in the car on the way. My mom says it's much better than the radio, just for the record. Um, but we will always end um, on a YouTube clip. 
But we're not going to end quite there. I just want to tell everybody, though, about Pinky the Adoption Cat. <laughs> you talk about Yeah, every time I want to hear you talk about it because you can't keep a straight face. Pinky the Adoption Cat is a great YouTube video, and I shouldn't laugh because the poor man, but... <laughs> this man is is it, it's a it's a adoption sort of shelter, and this man is holding this cat and saying, "Pinky is just such a lovely cat, and Pinky needs a home." And then things Pinky, go terribly wrong. Pinky turns into <laughs> demon cat. <laughs> so we'll put a link to it. It'll be on episode one hundred and five on our website. Um, it is so funny. You've got to see it, and it's worth sitting through the progression of poor Pinky. Poor Pinky, and. Uh, now we're going to go, but before we go, I want to see if Alex is going to need therapy after all of this and sitting through all this. Are you doing okay, Alex? She's shaking her yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> so having sat through this and knowing what your mom does, and you say you'd like to be a dancer in theater and doing like, you still want to do this? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about your mom in general? I don't know. Does yeah. she cook something special for you? I'm not a good cook. You can say it, kid. I'm not. No. Will you come back and hang out with us again when we do another podcast? Yes! All right. Yeah, good that deal. Sounds, that sounds cool. You'll come back again, okay? Say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. Check out more information about this podcast by visiting Positively.com slash podcasts. The theme song for the Positively Podcast, Addicted to the Phone, by Elio Pace, is available on iTunes or at eliopace.com.